Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com Hello! there in podcast land (laughs) and welcome to a great day to talk i'm kim michelle and welcome you to our podcast tonight this is my great friend jill hello my name is jill (laughs) i am kim michelle's great friend (laughs) yes that is true um and usually we have our other great friend patty sassy redhead Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh who is here with us as well But she is not here tonight. She is finishing her (gasps) escapades Mm -hmm. in um, Alaska, which looks like it was fabulous. Can you believe those pictures? Amazing, want. Here's what I want to see. So they have the pictures of the salmon running upstream, jumping, Mm -hmm. right? You saw that. I want to see Patty and Riley standing there, not using a net, but catching it like the bears do. I'm sure they did that. So <laughs> I, I just don't think Patty has shared those pictures yet, but I'm sure they did that exact thing. I'm going to ask for those, and I think those need to be, like, blown up and enlarged. Yeah, so we'll post those all over our our website. Right. I yeah. want to see the facial expressions. Yeah, all of our Facebook page. Expressions? Of course. That would be... Do you mean on the fa- face of the salmon or on the face of <laughs> Riley and Patty? Oh, my gosh. Look at that redhead. Look at that I'm, cute redhead. I have no time to turn. Yeah. Ah. They're so adorable. <laughs> so, anyway, we wish them happy travels. And, you know, just any time you come back from a vacation, it feels like you need a vacation from your vacation. Exactly. And I know they were up and very early so that they could get the jump on the fish that were jumping. Yes, all that kind of good <laughs> stuff. And um, I know that they were very physically active and Who's, oh all of gosh. that kind of good stuff. So that shall not be my anyway, um, we can't wait to hear all about it, which I'm sure we will on our next podcast. But for today, we just wish them a happy and restful return home. And so we're going to go ahead and Jill and I are going to just carry the load here because that's what we do, girlfriend. That's what we do because Mm -hmm. we are talkers and doesn't like we don't need an excuse to talk. We can always figure out all the talking. Yeah, we've never really either one of us had a problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So welcome to the month of August for most of us. Is that, is it a secret? It is because I don't want to acknowledge that we are August 4th because in a mere week and some change, we start school. Yeah. Actually, teachers start on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of us have already been in meetings. For three days? For three days. So, uh, and my dear husband thinks that school must have started like for him. Right. 
three weeks ago because he's been in my classroom every day without air conditioning, which has been, it's like 114 degrees here. I mean, it's so hot and bless his heart. He's been in there every day, sweating up a storm, helping me get my room ready. So I think all spouses of teachers and all uh, children of teachers learn that part of their ownership of family is that they get to come and help us in our classrooms. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what we get to do. We get to blow up the exercise balls for my classroom this weekend. Oh, yeah. because in Jill's room, they don't sit on a no regular chairs. chair. No chairs, no desks. We sit on exercise balls mm-hmm. because they are fantastic and they are engaging for the core and they are engaging for the brain. And so Jill, if I am a student in your classroom, yes, um, Michelle. because I tend to wear dresses it's my preferred um mode of item of, uh-huh, <laughs> or item of clothing whichever you want to call it um so but i think i might feel uncomfortable in a dress on a uh, sitting on one of those balls so would i have an option actually i have a few chairs i save those mostly for um students that have physical ailments and like back the issues. ability to only wear a dress the ability to only wear a dress mm-hmm. right actually it's really interesting because my girls don't have problems with dresses unless of course they are way too short which doesn't happen to be a very often issue mm-hmm. but for the most part the girls the girls do what the girls do they yeah. are fine yep and they they make it work they make it work because that's what women do. Mm-hmm. We women in the workplace, mm-hmm. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it work. Well, that's pretty awesome. And that's just the beginning of how innovative Jill's classroom is. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're going to talk uh, more about school. And yes, that's yeah. part of our conversation mm-hmm. That's going to be the majority of our conversation today. But before we kind of jump into that, and we want to invite anybody who's listening to post any questions they have about the school year or uh, their fondest memory about school. We'd love to share some of those or even a teacher and how that teacher maybe really impacted you. That would be a special little love note to teachers going into the school year this year. Right. Uh, Before we do that though, we're just gonna touch base around August's Read It Now, Talk Later book, which is a book club. We want to make this a book club. So we're asking everyone that chooses in to read with us to um, consider this a book club. Not only read now, talk later, but let's really put it in terms of a book club. And we'll talk more about that later. But we would love to have this not only a live book club, but a virtual with our friends and family and all of you out there that have listened to it. So... um, Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, and you can even let us know what that might look like for for you. Like, if you're reading the book, most of you have probably done some kind of a book club. What's happening in that book club that you would like to see happen here? Do you get some questions throughout the process of reading the book? Would you like us to present some questions to you on our Facebook page that go along with the book that you can be pondering or answering even in the Facebook page, as we go throughout the book, what would serve you? That's really what the question is. What would make this a better experience for you? 
I can't imagine that uh, just reading the book could get any better than just reading the book. Right. But if it's possible, well, then we'd like to create that opportunity for you. Right. So the brilliant life of Eudora Honeyset is the name of the book. And it's got this cute, cute cover on it. Yes. <laughs> a really delightful little cover on it. If you haven't had a chance to purchase it yet, or to, it's delightful if you're listening to it. It's, um, Absolutely. yeah, it's a really great listen to kind of book, but it's also, you'll hear the voices when you read it. When you read it, you'll hear those voices as if you were listening to it. So either way or both ways that you choose to enjoy it, I think you will very much enjoy it. Yeah. So what would you like to share about the book? What, what kind of person do you think would enjoy reading this book? Well, you know what? Because this book has, it's, it's kind of a simple storyline, but there's so much characterization within all these characters. So I think people that like to get to know the characters of a book that they read, I think that they would really enjoy this book for that reason. I also think that... Um, anyone who's pondering our questions or individual questions, you know, do you think about what it, this is what I think about. So I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but what am I doing in my life? Um, what are the choices that I make around my living? And for example, well, just, just a funny little thing. I had my first appointment with the Utah retirement system this morning. Oh. Because I'm rolling in close to 30 years. Not that I'm retiring, not that any of that's happening, but I wanted to be in preparation for that, right? So what are the choices that I'm making now that are going to serve me in continuing my life after teaching? Yeah. What are things that I'm doing now, not just to support myself, but with my people, with my friends, with my family, how am I interacting? Am I making choices that are going to um, help me or benefit my loved ones around me? It's, you know, her, her journey. I think that, well, I think that that's one of the, a group of people that might be interested. Mm -hmm. What are things that you yourself are doing right now? Um, I also think anyone that's experienced loss, mm -hmm can really connect to this. Maybe your loss isn't the same thing that Eudora experiences. She experiences a lot of different types of loss. So there might be something in there that you can connect to. How about love? Mm -hmm. Anyone that um, loves anyone. I think that if we, I think we could connect to Eudora as well. And one thing that I, in a, in a, in an offset sort of a way, um, how about living during a war? Mm -hmm. And Eudora um, was a young girl during World War II. I was actually born while my dad was in the jungle of Vietnam. So while, you know, I don't have cognitive memory of any of that, the stories from my parents of what happened, you know, he was shot. He also had hepatitis and, you know, so he had experiences there. So I think in terms of what my mom might have experienced during her time while my dad was gone and getting a viewpoint of how Eudora um, what her experiences were during World War II in England. So yeah. I think there's a whole list. That's just a few off the top of my head, but I, there's a whole list of people that would connect 
to the story. And really, I mean, anyone that has loved and anyone that has lost. Yeah, I I loved this book just because um, I don't necessarily, I, I usually like mysteries and thrillers right. and, you know, when I'm not reading for school and those types of things, that's what I would normally pick for enjoyment. And this, I, I found myself smiling through this book Yes. Right. There's just a sweetness and tenderness to this book that I so I so loved. Um, and I think that the ability for the character for Eudora to even surprise herself. I think that's always nice when we can kind of surprise ourselves. I mean, yeah. I think that's I think there's a wonder in that. I love. Yeah, that. I absolutely love that. There's really that happens so much in this yes. book, doesn't it? Yes, it does. She has these inner thoughts that she's like, uh, this is what I want to say. But then she says something else and it takes her in a whole different whole trajectory. Different direction. Love it. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Encouraging you guys to pick up this book. I loved listening to it. And one of the reasons I loved listening to it was because the author or the narrator, I should say, the mm -hmm. narrator had a British accent Yeah, because it is set in England. And... I love me some British accent. And I'm just going to say, there's a character, a little character in this book who is just completely delightful and makes me so glad that I teach high school. Yes. <laughs> AKA uh, elementary versus high school. Thank you, elementary teachers. Amy Budge, I'm sending a shout out to totally. you. Totally, because yes. yes. I love this little character, and I don't know how it I would handle her, but man, or is she a delight? Yes, oh, she yeah. is. Yeah, totally a delight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, again, it's um, Eudora Honeyset, the brilliant the life. Brilliant life. I paused. Did you catch yep. that? Mm -hmm. The brilliant <laughs> life of Eudora Honeyset. So um, pick up your copy. One thing, it is not on paperback yet. It comes out in October. So. If Kindle seemed to be Kindle or um, Audible seemed to be the most inexpensive yeah. version, but I did listen to it and I did um, no, I actually listened to it twice. Yeah, I didn't have a book. I, li I listened to it twice. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, just a little so enjoy yourself. Yeah, and like I said, put your little comments in if you would like us to engage you uh, in some other way as we get ready to the end of the month when we'll be talking about the book in full in some way, then let us know. Plus, um, we're going to encourage you to start reading it now because our guest speaker that's coming in a couple of weeks is going to be dealing with a theme that relates in some way to the book. And I think that we'll be able to draw some parallels to that. It doesn't mean that you can totally appreciate what the speaker is going to be talking about and is going to be presenting with us and working with us on in that call. But I think that there's some definite parallels and some definite um, kismet. Yes. With Eudora. Yes. Uh, from the book. So I, I think that's going to be fabulous. Kismet. 
Yeah. I haven't mm -hmm. heard that word in a long time. Well, there you go. Thank That's because I'm old. I had that old vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So there's that. So uh, Kim Michelle, yeah. I'm so excited, Mrs. Paul. Yeah. You are rolling right back into right the classroom. Back into it. Yeah. And I can't wait. I've loved hearing about all the things you're planning and seeing all of the things you're doing in your classroom. How are you feeling? I am... Um, Wow, I'm so excited, right? And I'm also just like a nervous wreck because <laughs> it has been so long, uh, what, 16, 17 years since I've been in the classroom in that form. Capacity. Yeah, in, in that setup. I was just going to say, you have been in your, the last two or year and a half, or decade and a half career. Yeah. You were a teacher there as well. You're always, you've always been a teacher to me and really you're just going to step in and you're going to just roll. I, I'm just, I'm so excited. And, uh, I, I told Jill this, um, a few days ago because I was working on getting things set up and there's a lot of things that have has changed technology, especially, <laughs> which is, which is like totally my strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, we're so intuitive with technology, aren't we? That's why we have Sean, because we're that intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I see. I would have been like, where did that thumb come from? <laughs> It was a trick. It was mm -hmm. a trick. How do yeah. you make that trick mm -hmm. happen? Um, and so I, you know, I'm I'm working on that, and I'm really excited about my the curriculum development and going all over all of that. And then I I did something that totally did not serve me. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> good girl. And yes. then like I got on Pinterest. Uh huh. And I'm looking at what all of these teachers are, are putting on Pinterest that their classrooms look like and they're doing six and seven stations and start here in this station and then have your students move to this station and then this station and this station and this station and I'm pinning all of this stuff on Pinterest. And what and did I tell you? Kim Michelle. What did you tell me? I said, get the hell off, off of Pinterest. Pinterest. Yep. And I'm telling you, she was absolutely right because I was psyching myself right out of my own classroom. I was, um, there's nothing worse to a teacher's oh, mind. Oh my gosh. Than oh. looking at Pinterest. You doubt your entire identity All of it. and your entire self and your entire worth. All of it. Pretty yeah. soon there were things on there that were like, they're, they're telling you how to do this activity with your students, how to do this with your students. Just order this. I have this for sale to you. Just order this. Pretty soon you're ordering stuff that says, learn how to spell your name. <laughs> In five easy steps, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I should get that. I should really get that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, since I made my commitment in my 12-step program <laughs> to step away from Pinterest as it relates to my classroom, I have to tell you, I'm so much healthier. <laughs> yes. The first, the first step is always acknowledging that there is a problem. There, and there was a problem. So congratulations. Yeah, there was a problem. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm, and you never know, right, how some of the things will play out. Some things will play out better than of others. Of course. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
every one of them, everything we do in there is going to come from a place of it's going to be awesome. Right. The best I believe intent. it's going to be amazing. Yes. I believe it's going to serve the yes. student. We might evaluate it after and go, oh, well, that didn't quite look the way I thought it was going to look. That's what so, good teaching yeah. is. And then you'll look at it and say, okay, so is that just because it would be better a, B, and C next time, or is it because it really just doesn't fit? Right. Or did they connect? Did they not? Right. How can I help them better connect? How relevant was this to their learning? Right. Did they learn? Did I present it correctly? Right. These or it's are... not me, it's the student. Right. Oh, wait, no, it's never that. It's never wait, that. No, no, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. That's absolutely not true. We can't control their choices. Right. We can only control what we share and give. Sure. We can't control their choices. And as I mean, you're a veteran teacher, like you taught for 17 years before. Right. Yeah. So this you're going to get back in the saddle. It's going to be just like you never left, except for you're going to be feeling like you're in a spaceship with all of the technology flying around. Yeah. But here's the thing. Good teaching is good teaching. If you are in there with an intent and you are in there with your best, with the best interest of the student, and you are in there with your heart, then it's going to be what it's going to be, which most generally someone's, several someone's in that classroom is going to connect to it. Yeah, and I totally believe that. that is absolutely how it's going to roll for you. One of the things too that I'm really excited about is that for a number of years, uh, the the work that I was in, mm -hmm. it was stop teaching, stop teaching, stop being a teacher, stop being a teacher. Right. And the truth of the matter is I can't stop that because it's who I be. Yes. It is. It I is can't you. be me because that is me yes. in my truest space. Right. That is me and my beingness. Yep. And now I don't have to pretend that's not me. That exactly. is me. Yeah. And those kids, I just, I mean, I, you know, I teach seniors and juniors too. Yeah. I know that you are going to affect great change Aww. for kids. It's true. And that's not just because I love you, but that's the reality because, you know, all those years ago, 20, 20, yeah. 20 years ago, when you and I shared a classroom, mm -hmm. yep, I looked to you as my mentor and my guidance, and you taught me so many things that I still use in my classroom. So this is just like the full circle. Yeah. I'm just so happy that you're back. Those kids Aww. are so lucky, and the school you're going to is fortunate. Fortunate, oh, fortunate, fortunate. So thank you. I can't wait, except for that I can because I don't want school to start. Well, let's just be let's just be <laughs> honest. I myself have quite a bit of PTSD from last year. Yeah. Um, I'm starting my 24th year, and last year for not only me but for, gosh, I would say 98 percent of my colleagues, it was a hard yeah. year. Yeah. It was a hard year. It was a hard year for everybody. Let's let's just be honest. The COVID and the Rona and whatever we're referring to, yeah. the, it, whatever name we're using to refer to it, was hard. It affected relationships with students, connection with students. Mm -hmm. It affected how we were able to teach. And we certainly learned that while online teaching 
has its place, it's not for everyone, which means it's really not for the the 83% of students. You know, we have the bell curve and we know that within the bell curve, everything is around, it's either 83 or 86% is the norm, right? And then we have the outliers on the right and the outliers on the left. And, and those kiddos in the middle of the bell curve, online teaching is not for them. Mm-hmm. And it was exhausting. Yeah. It was exhausting. And I'm not like, I never have stress or anxiety around going back to school. Like I'll say, <laughs> I don't want to get up in the morning. I know. But truth be known. But you love the class. But I do. Too. Yeah, you Truth do. be known, like I am ready for my boys to be gonzo back to school. And I'm ready to be back in my classroom mm-hmm. with my yeah. kiddos because that's where... I mean, let's be honest, you can't be a teacher for 23 years and not like what you're doing. You Mm -hmm. would be insane because you would hate it. Yeah. And that's not good for anybody. But I've been having PTSD for sure. And the uh, teacher nightmares, I mean, and all of our friends out there who are teachers, they know exactly what I'm talking about when I say teacher dreams. My teacher dreams never ended at the end of the school year. They were teacher nightmares, teacher dreams all summer long around kind of anxiety ridden things. How am I going to get this done? How are we going to figure this out? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, cause that was part of the situation for us last year, right? We had, we went the year before fourth quarter, everybody was home. We had two seconds to figure out how to do what we were doing. Right. We figured it out. It wasn't the best. It certainly was better than nothing, but it was a struggle. That part wasn't even so much the biggest struggle as it was, um, well, that was big. That was big. But coming back to school and navigating this new terrain of not being able to connect because we had masks, not being able to teach in a way that were interactive, yeah. As much as we were before, right. everybody, yeah. us, you know, my desks were spread out. And that's the thing that, you know, for my classroom, I've never until last year, last year was the first year that I've ever taught with desks in a classroom. I have never, I've always had my kids at tables, tables so that they could yeah. work together in my whole career. That was huge because I didn't know how to create an environment where each individual kiddo spread five feet apart at a desk from the other five feet. How do you create a community? Yeah. And a sense of cooperation. Exactly. And And collaborative learning. Right. All those kinds of things. And it, you know, I do have one colleague who it was her best year ever and I applaud her and I think that she is freaking amazing. It was not my best year ever. Mm -hmm. I did everything in my power to make it a year that the kids would learn. But for me, I went home a melted mess. Yeah. All 180 days. So I was super grateful when school ended for the year. Do you feel like you've been able to, um, fill back up for, uh, in order to prepare yourself to step back into what is still somewhat of an unknown. I mean, we know that we are Delta crazy going on. And we know that as of right now, we won't be masked 
and uh, we won't be requiring vaccinations and we won't be right. six feet apart. Right. And we know that that could change, change. on a dime. Right. Yeah. So because we left for spring break and we never came back. Yeah. So that's how on a dime things change. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I won't know well, the answer to honest. that. Yeah, I won't know the answer to that to that until a week from tomorrow when my kids are in my class. I really I I I mean, of course, I'll put my dog and pony show on, meaning I'll be there for my kids and I will be the best teacher that I always am. I always I that is I work really hard at doing a really good job. Yeah. And that's what, that's the only thing people see at school. So will I be exhausted at the end of the day, mentally exhausted when I get home? I hope I won't be as exhausted as I was last year. But I'm asking you as my friend. So I'm not asking you as everybody else who will see you as another right. teacher in the room. I'm just asking you as my friend, is there something that would serve you to to be supported around now in preparation for stepping in next week in case it looks crazy well, or in case yeah. it's yeah here's the problem the problem for me and this is something that i get to work on all of the time is change and being okay with change mm -hmm. and while um Last year was novel because it was new. Right. And exactly. everything was a new experience. Um, this year, I, what would be most beneficial to me, which is what would be most beneficial to everyone, knowing what's going to happen. And that's not an option. That's right. not a possibility. So, you know, you put your, you put your um, big girl pants on. And you get a good night's sleep and you go into it with the best attitude and with um, flexibility, which is huge. And that, I mean, you need to have flexibility in education anyway, because well, you know, yeah. the best laid lesson plans can turn on a dime in like three seconds. So you have to be flexible and that I'm really good at being flexible. I have always been really good at being flexible in my classroom and so being able to not carry all of that, the unknown, yeah, is going to be huge for me. So, so what is your outlet for not carrying well, all of that? Well, my friends, mm. my spouse, my amazing spouse, my dogs. Oh, my dogs. I, I said dog. Maybe, dogs. Maybe you could get um, Sebastian <gasps> um, certified as an emotional support dog. You guys, I got a new dog today. Yeah, we got, got a, a new, new dog. dog. Today, mm -hmm. I'm so excited. We adopted a new dog. Um, that got us off on a sidetrack from the school thing, but I no, because it's your emotional support. It's going to be my school, right? But Jazzy could be my emotional support dog too. So for the friends out there that don't know, I am a I am an animal lover, and we had three Chihuahuas for I want to say twelve years, like old 
old chihuahuas. chihuahuas. They grew all together. They grew all together and they, you know, scruffy whiskers, (laughs) beards and, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Warts and going blind and going deaf. And we, Shep, uh, about a year and a half ago, died at age 16. And then Sarah, age 15, died last September. And so we have Jazzy left and we think she's like 14 because we've rescued her. They weren't sure on her exact age. So Jazzy's been alone since September. And my heart was doing some healing around the loss of our other right. dogs. And Jazzy needs a friend, especially since school's starting. And yeah. so we adopted Sebastian today. Thank Sebastian. you, St. George uh, Animal Shelter. I want to just give a shout out to them. And so how did we get off on Sebastian? He's going to be Your my emotional, emotional support, support dog. Right. right. He's a... <laughs> He's a 10 pound chihuahua who should be eight pounds. So he's a chuba chuba little, and yeah. he could be my emotional support. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure we yeah. can petition for that. Yeah. That so, can be done. Anyway, long story short, what do I need to get around it? Well, it just, I hate to say that it just needs to start. We just need to get going. That's one thing the unknown has always been my struggle or something that I've had to work with. And. I can't do anything about not being able to read the future because my the dry cleaner lost my crystal ball. So well, that's rude. That's that's totally just rude. rude. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just going with the flow. Yeah. And I'll have my I always I always have my best face on because that's what my kids deserve, and that's what I do, and that's what I believe in. And so there's going to be that. You know, one of the things we, t- we, you had texted Patty earlier to see yeah. if there's anything she wanted us to mention around her for the start of the school year. And she said that she is just grateful to be in school in person. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely one of the things that I am grateful for too, is to yeah. at least at the very least be in the classroom with the kiddos. Um, you know, because we experienced that quarter where we were behind a screen and we just watched our kids kind of drop off. Yeah. So, and that, you know, so anyway, long story short, if I even gave a straight enough answer, I was kind of like all over the place with that. Well, that's okay. I give that answer. Am I supposed to grade that answer? Yes, because you're getting, you're it, in it, practice of You know of what? Grading I'm just going <laughs> to make some general comments here and then I'm going to pass it back to you and let you rework it. Please, how about pass the it editing? back in again. Don't forget the editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what we do. That's what I do. <laughs> yep. So we wanted to also just um, give a couple of little things. If you're parents out there and you're sending your kids back to school, uh, if you are um, professionals in the industry, anything like that, or you you have nieces and nephews that are heading back into the classroom, one just a, maybe a couple of things to keep in mind as you go into the classroom that might set your kids and whatever students you have in your life, nieces, nephews, neighbors, friends, whatever those might be that emotional might be going support back, dogs. Um, emotional support <laughs> dogs that might be going back into the classroom. And, um, Jill had posted something on her, was it your personal Facebook? It or? was on my personal Facebook, yes. And we're going to go ahead and post it. Well, after this, we'll post it on our Facebook page for yes. a great day to talk. And uh, we'll post a picture of my classroom that Scott's been taking these pictures as we're getting as we're getting my classroom ready. Yep. And, and every time he takes a, yeah, and, and of Sebastian. Sebastian. And every time he takes a picture of me, I, 
I, I'm not a big, a huge fan of having my picture taken. So he'll always be saying like, Kim Michelle, and I'll look at him like, what? And then he'll take my picture, right? And so all of them look like, Mm. Well, it's also 120 degrees I know, in the classroom. I know, it was so hot. So but anyway, um, I'll have him post the most recent picture. We're not ready yet, but we're getting closer of my classroom and just all, everything that's going on as we get ready for, as we get ready for school. Yes, and but, I'm going to end, end the blowing up of the exercise balls for my yes, classroom. Yes, we'll post that too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So my friend, our friend, Joy, who was um, a, our first guest on yes. our podcast, mm -hmm. Joy Welsh, Dr. Joy Welsh, she had posted this, so I stole it from her because I'm really good at stealing. Yeah, we're really good. Absolutely. At that. But Jill's so. probably the best. I, but still, well, we're all pretty good at you it. You really don't know my uh, criminal record, so we won't talk about that. But the stealing. Yeah. So this one from um, Joy, it says, "Schools will announce fall plans soon. I imagine everyone will be unhappy. Remember, you help to determine your child's attitude. Be angry or sad in private." Discuss your frustrations away from the kids. Set them up for success by teaching them to make the best of it. Be a sounding board for their worries and disappointments. Stay positive and model perseverance. Yeah. I just thought this was so powerful, especially in this time of uncertainty and what is the classroom going to look like and are there ultimately where there'll be masks, won't there be masks? Is there gonna be distancing, all of that kind of stuff? Because even as, even when we sit, where we sit right now, uh, and some decisions have been made, who knows what that's going to look like two weeks down the road or three weeks down the road, or even tomorrow, we right. don't know what that is gonna look like. And I just think this is such powerful, it's so, it shows such a level of emotional intelligence as a parent to be able to say, I don't agree with what's going on right now at my child's school, right. and I am choosing not to have this conversation in front of my child, because I still want my child to be able to go into that school anticipating that they're gonna have the very best experience in their school that they could possibly have. And I don't need to pollute that water right i don't need to muddy that the waters there by my own uncertainty and my own my own fear and when my child can't do anything about that my child cannot fix that so I think those are important conversations to have. And I think parents should be having those conversations with the appropriate people who can help resolve those conversations which and those issues, which is not your child. Amen. So Amen. one of the things that we're encouraging you to have is to have those difficult kinds of conversations, to stand in your place about what it is that you would advocate and believe, but to do it in a place that keeps your child safe so that they don't have to carry that burden into their classroom and they can just have the joy of the experience that they're meant to have in the exactly. classroom. That's Preach, Kim Michelle. <laughs> preach. Amen and preach and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. Because that was a lot of the experience. That was a lot of yeah. the experience. We had a lot of um, outside forces that really affected within the classroom. And a lot of outside forces included parents. 
So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons why that uh, quote stood out to me so much. I really, I really need to cross stitch that and put it on my pillow that I sleep on at night. That's a, that's a lot of cross stitching. It is. And I don't have time. You might just want to write it with a marker. I'm in a full day meeting tomorrow. So that's absolutely going to have to be what I do. Um, I just looked at the comments and I see that Alana Palm mentioned this and it really, really has hit me. Alana, thank you. So many unknowns here in Canada too, with the school board. I learned a lot about surrender Mm -hmm. last year. And I believe I will learn more this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to have to say, I feel that. I feel your comment. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. That's, I think, what it's going to be. But isn't that yeah. what life is? It's a journey. It's well, a journey. it absolutely is a journey. And, you know, when we talk about surrender, we're talking about um, an appreciation and an understanding that. I can do what it is that I can do. And, and nothing then, else. Yes. And then I surrender to a power greater than me. Mm-hmm. And that I get to believe that in that space, all is good. That that power that is greater than me is working for my greater good. And that I can trust in that space, even though I might be shaking like a leaf. Right. That, you know what? The, one of the quotes from our book, just hit me, from Albert, from uh, Eudora's dad. All is well, all All is well, well. all All will will be be well. well. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, what's your gentle nudge, KM? My gentle nudge is to really embrace the new beginning I know fall is really, spring is the season of new beginnings, but so is fall. And so I'm going to uh, jump into the new beginning of fall and really see it as an opportunity for new growth and new beginnings. And it doesn't have to look a certain way. It certainly is not going to look like maybe it did last year. Even if everything was, even if everything ended up being Mm -hmm. like it was, Mm -hmm. we're at choice that it, whether it looks the same or feels the same as it did. And um, I know it won't for me because I wasn't there. (laughs) So it certainly won't uh, be the same for me. (laughs) And it certainly won't be the same for the students that are in my room. And uh, I'm just, I'm really excited about that. And so my gentle nudge for, would be for you to find something that is new for you. It doesn't have to be something you've never done before. But maybe it's something you've done, but you're going to do it differently than how you've done it before. Uh, And I'm going to encourage you to jump into that thing like when you rake up a whole great big pile of autumn leaves and then a three-year-old runs through those or piles (laughs) on top of them. That's how I'm going to encourage you to do it this week. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yep. My gentle nudge is that schools will announce fall plans soon. I imagine everyone will be unhappy. Remember, you help determine your child's attitude. Be angry or sad in private. Discuss your frustrations away from the kids. Set them up for success by teaching them to make the best of it. Be a sounding board for their worries and disappointments. Stay positive 
and model perseverance. Mm-hmm. That's my gentle nudge mm-hmm. from the inside of the classroom. Yep. Are so, we going to do the blue bowl ever again? Wh- we certainly are. Okay, let's do it right now. <laughs> okay, blue bowl. Blue bowl. <gasps> what surprised you or what is the, what are you looking most looking forward to? <laughs> I'm most looking forward to getting to know Sebastian. Yeah. Yeah. Teeny yeah. tiny. Teeny tiny poutini. Yeah. Um, and mine is what made you, what made me smile. Um, and there were a lot of things. This book makes me smile. There's no doubt yes. about that. Uh, but one of the things that made me smile is that Scott and I went actually went out and, and went fishing for the first time in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott caught a ginormous fish. Which we which talked made about. made me smile. Mm-hmm. And it was ginormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But one of the things that really made me smile is I'm in my classroom and Scott is putting all of this stuff up everywhere. I mean, just everywhere for me. <laughs> and he's got it up. And then I would say, oh, I think I need that like an inch and a half more <laughs> to the right. And bless his heart, it was just like, okay. <laughs> and down he would come and grin an inch and a half and go back up and put it up. And that puts a big smile on my face. Yep. So thank right. you, honey. Appreciate it. Okay, friends. Thanks. We're so happy you joined us today. Thank you for sitting in and listening yeah. to this rant and rave. And we can't wait to visit with you next week. Happy weekend. <laughs> and to all our teacher friends out there, peace and love, friends. We yep. got this. Yep. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.